Welcome to the Declaration Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Mark Cornelson. For more information about Declaration Church and other resources, visit declaration.org. Good morning. Merry Christmas. Really? Really? That's, that's what we got this morning? Merry Christmas. There we go. Awesome. Hey, I'm super glad to be uh, have the opportunity to share with you guys this morning. And my name is Mark Cornelson, and um, I'm, I'm officially, technically, I don't know what, how we term this, the pastor of outreach and mission here at Declaration Church. And so I love hearing about perspectives. Thank you. Never gotten a clap for mission. That's awesome. Thank you, guys. Wow. And we're done. Let's go for the rest of the day. Uh, I love hearing about perspectives. I know about that course. And the thing that excites me as as a guy who gets to kind of guide us and point us in mission stuff, is if all of you will go take that class, we are going to get really busy, um, even more busy than we're, than we're already planning on being here at Declaration, because it'll just open your eyes to, to just how God does things in different places around the world, locally, in your life, family. It's awesome. So check it out. It, you get a pin. So, I mean, it's worth, it's worth all of that. Um, I wanna, I've got a slide up here for uh, our, a catalog that I mentioned to you guys last week, and I've got to confess, I lied to you because I said we'd have a bunch of these, um, thinking that I could contact Vision Trust in the office and they'd send me a bunch. And they said, we have four. Can we send you those four? And I said, I don't think that's going to do what we need to do. So here's what I want you to do. If you all, everybody, this is, this is permission right now um, to take out your phone and take a picture of that right there. All right. And I can see all of you. So if you're not reaching for your phone, I don't know why, because I just told you to. Um, <laughs> Vision Trust has a passion to reach children in the most impoverished areas around the world. We work in 17 different countries. We serve about 18,000 children right now. And one great way to kind of get an idea of what we do and how you could even be a part is to go check this out, visiontrust.org slash Christmas. And it's going to show you some different things and programs that we are specifically focusing on for this Christmas season that can make, the dif- make a difference in the life of a child around the world. Now, all of these are kind of short-term things. It's, it's um, providing meals for children and, and educational supplies. Uh, we also do sponsorship and things like that, which we will talk about in, in the next couple of months. But I would just encourage you guys, if you would, when you get home, take a look at that site. And here's, here's the very base and probably the most important thing that you can do. Don't go to that site and go, uh, okay, Mark wants us to give some money, Okay. I want you to go and see what's going on there and then just take a few minutes and just pray for the ministry. Pray for what we're doing because we really, we really are some very difficult places. We reach some really difficult areas of the world, some, some really troubled um, uh, kids. But man, we are seeing God do some amazing things. And so if nothing else, if every one of you in this room go to that website and you just take a few minutes today to pray for what we're doing, that's gonna be of the greatest value to me. So if you would check that out, that would be super awesome. And uh, at the same time, forgive me for lying to you about the catalogs. Um, I'd place the blame on somebody else, but that's not right either. So, um, so there we go. So we are in week two of our Advent series. Sterling came last week and he talked to us about hope. And did a, did a great job talking about how the, the, the meaning of, of Christ here with us, when Jesus came to be with us, one of the things that he brought to us was hope. And so as I was preparing this, this week for getting to share with you guys, I was like, okay, Advent, week two, um, I get to talk to you about love today, which is easy because we're talking about God and God is love and, and everything about Christ is love. And I was like, okay, Advent. And all of a sudden I realized all my years of working in the church and getting to do things like this, I don't know that I've ever known what Advent means. 
It's like a churchy word that just shows up at Christmas. And some of you guys, maybe you know, and that's pretty awesome because I didn't have a clue. And I thought it might be beneficial for me as I'm preaching to know what I'm even talking about here. And for you guys that don't know, if you're like me, I, I discovered this this week. Advent means arrival. It means when we're talking about here with us, we're talking that he arrived and he showed up. And there's such a huge, it's so significant in, in so many different ways. But when you look at the Old Testament and you have all the stories that are so fantastic and amazing of how God was working in the lives of people before Christ in the Old Testament and the prophecies and the prophets and all these amazing things, there still was this, this lack. Something wasn't quite there. They had all these things they had to fulfill, all these different regulations and the sacrifices and all this stuff. And then we get to this moment and we start the New Testament. And the New Testament begins with this, the arrival, the arrival of hope, the arrival of love, right? And so when we're talking about Advent, when we're talking about the Christmas season, that's why we get excited is because we're talking about the arrival of the one who changed everything for everybody, Okay. And so that's where, we're, that's where we're going this morning. I want to pray, and then we're going to dive into some really great stuff to think about this morning. So let me pray. Lord, thank you so much for the opportunity that we have to be here in this place together this morning. Thank you for the rain. Thank you for the cooler weather that's tricking us into thinking it's Christmas. Thank you for the fact that you, you have brought us here and that we get to learn more and dive deeper in our relationship with you. Thank you that you are here with us. And God, I just pray that you guide every word that's said and every heart that's here. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Awesome. We're going to go to Luke chapter 1. So if you got your Bible, go to Luke chapter 1, verse 26 is where we're going to start. And this is your typical Christmas message kind of stuff. We're going to be talking about Mary, right? And I think there's nothing better when you're talking about love and love coming with us, coming to be with us, than to begin by talking about Mary. Because there's nothing more significant, I think, than the, the relationship between a parent and a child when we're talking about love. It's, uh, is, is Sterling, Sterling and Stacy? There's Stacy, Sterling. Okay, I'm just tone this out for a second because I'm not trying to weird you out. These guys are days from having a baby and so I don't, wanna, I don't want them to be concerned, but it's one of the scariest things in the world is having a baby. It is, it is, here's what's funny, okay? I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my son Josiah on the spot. He came over to me and said, Dad, I just got done talking to Sterling and he's trying to be really cool, but I really think he's freaking out in his head. <laughs> and I said, he should be. This is, this is, this is a huge thing that's about to happen. And, and when we think about that, when we think about our friends and family that as, as they've come and they've been able to share and say, we're gonna have a baby. And, and everybody's excited and what that means there's this thing in you that's going, oh, that's new life. That's responsibility. And there's so many different things that, that suddenly start impacting our life when we start looking at that. But I want to take us back 2,000 years ago to Mary, right? And I want us to understand, before we read this passage, I want to make sure that we're all in the, in the same place. Because when you hear about the birth of a child, when you hear that somebody is expecting, there's a lot of joy and excitement. But in the way she was told and what was going on with her, I don't know that the feelings could be the same, right? Most scholars believe that Mary was somewhere between 12 and 15 years old. It was not uncommon for a, for a girl to be betrothed or basically getting engaged at 12 years old, all right? And so 
It's, it's possible. I was reading something that said Joseph could have been 30. It's like, what? That's just creepy. But anyway, we're not going to talk about that side of the Bible this morning. All right. So Mary could have been as young as 12 years old, but somewhere between 12 and 15 years old when she has this interaction with the angel, right? And when she has this, this interaction, she's also keeping in mind that she's never been with a man yet, okay? 12, 13, 14 years old. She's, she's never been. So when she receives this greeting, there's all kinds of messed up that's going, that's going on with this message, right? The, the other thing, she's in a culture that does not value women at all right? That a lot of times, if you've ever read the story of the feeding of the 5,000, um, I actually had somebody a couple of weeks ago that Kathy and I were talking to, and they, they struggled with this. Um, it was one of the, it was somebody that was kind of new in their faith, and we were talking about the feeding of the 5,000, and it says there were 5,000 men, and it's believed that while amazing as that is that there were 5,000 people that Jesus fed, it was probably a lot more because they didn't count the women, and so the, the idea that women were in a place in this culture where they weren't even necessarily counted, right? And so here's this 12 to 14, 15-year-old girl. She's never been with a man. She's in a, she's in a society that does not value her as a woman. And lastly, valuing an unwed mom is way even less. And so that's what's happening in this moment when we go to this. So now, taking all the joy out of this story, so let's read it, Okay. Here we go. Verse 26, it says this. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Okay, now there's all kinds of prophecy stuff in this. And, and I want you to know, I, I'm, I love to teach and I love to talk to people about Scripture because I love to point out the fact there's nothing in the Bible by accident. Okay, there's, there's, there's nothing in there that, that you read that you go, okay, surely that just didn't need to be there. This is full of all kinds of stuff. We're talking about lots of prophecy. And back in the Old Testament, they knew that they were looking for the virgin would give birth to the Messiah. So Gabriel appeared to her and said, greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. <laughs> I love this next. This is the New Living Translation. Confused and disturbed. Okay, now let me tell you, I was 24 years old when Kathy came and said, Mark, we're going to have a baby. I was confused and disturbed, okay? And, and I was older, right? So 12, 13 years old, you can totally understand why those are just great words. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. So she's not even getting what he's, why he's there. He says, don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. God, that's just, you just got to read that. You just got to grab a hold of that. When we're talking about who this baby is, here's this little teenage girl who's hearing this, and he's saying, you have found favor with God and the child that you're about to have is changing everything. His kingdom will never end. All the struggles that Israel had faced up to that point of having king after king after king and then being taken over and sent to Babylon and being brought back and now the Romans were over them and all of these things that are happening, none of that matters when Jesus comes because now his kingdom gets established and it's done, it's forever. That's probably a lot for her to take in, I'm thinking, okay? Mary asked the angel, 
but how can this happen? I am a virgin. Okay. So she's still stuck. <laughs> you catch that? She's still stuck on the first point. She didn't catch all this. You're going to give birth to the Messiah. He's going to be awesome. And his kingdom's going to, she's going to win. I want to go back a little bit. You said something about having a baby. And I'm pretty sure I know how this works and not there yet, okay? The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be born holy and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. Leave it to the angels just to call it out and be honest about how old somebody is, okay? People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For the word of God will never fail. Some passages say, for nothing is impossible with God. So basically she says, okay, how is this going to happen? Because I'm a virgin. His answer is really long, but essentially what he's saying is, you know what? With God, everything's possible. Okay? Here's the best part. I just, this is amazing to me. 12, 13, 14-year-old Mary. Mary responded, I'm the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. That's some maturity right there. We did youth ministry for a long time. I don't think I ever met a student that was that mature, okay, to hear that kind of news and, and move from there. But she says, you know what? Everything that you've said, I mean, it's, it's, we don't know the moment. Did you, did anybody ever have those children's Bibles? Like, and I'm not talking like the cool new ones that look like comic books. I'm talking like back when we were, when I was a kid and it was chiseled in stone, some of that kind of stuff. And, and it's like Mary is in this blue. Usually she's in, I don't know why she always wore blue, but she wore blue. And she's laying on the ground, and the angel's hovering, and he's all lit up, and she's doing one of these kind of things. I just think it's probably a lot more amazing than that. But, but that's the image that we have. So what she experienced, we have no idea what it was really like, but she gets to the end of this, and she says, you know what? Let everything you've said is going to happen, let it happen. That's pretty cool. And there's only one way that I, can, that I see that this even being something that's remotely possible, and that is just the power of God's love. There is something about us that to become a parent, for her to become a mom, there's a love that flows in. I used to be around people and they'd say, you know, they'd have a little, little kid and they'd, and they'd get pregnant and they'd say, are you going to love me as much as you love my brother or sister when they come along? And the parents always say, yes, there will be plenty of love. And I used to think, I don't know how that's possible. Surely you got to have a favorite. I mean, it's just the way it works, right? I mean, you're being nice to the little kid, but let's be honest. There's one you're going to like. And you know what? We started having kids, and I went, no, it actually works that way. The love multiplies, and the ability to love multiplies, and that only comes from the presence of God. So I can only think that when Mary hears this news, the love that God has that he wants to spread into the world is already pouring into her so that she says, do it. Go ahead with it, Right? And so there's a few things that we, that we need to look at. And, and I, I love this. And, and there's so much, so much truth that we can go into this. But I, I want to go through three different things. And mainly because the three things really tie to my life really, really well. Okay? And I warned my youngest son that I was going to talk about him this morning. I didn't tell my oldest son I was going to talk about him. But I'm going to talk about you, Chiz. So just deal with it. All right? And so first thing that I want us to get when we talk about the arrival of Christ and the bringing of God's love into this world so that he is here with us is this, true love always brings change. When Mary is faced with this story from the angel, she's, she's recognizing life is about to change. You realize at this point, she has no idea what Joseph's gonna say yet. So when she says, may it be as you are saying it's gonna be, She's even willing to take that on so that even if Joseph walks away and says, I'm not going to have anything to do with that woman, right? 
She's owning, she's owning that. She's ready to accept the fact that life is about to change completely for her and she's okay with it. But, but I think, guys, when we experience true love and especially the, the love that comes from, in fact, only the love that comes from God, change comes, right? Kathy came to me. Um, just how old are you? 24, that's right. So 25 years ago. And um, I knew, y'all be nice, um, and she said, hey, we're, we're having a baby. And I was so excited because I was super mature at 24 years old. And I, I was almost about to graduate college. So that was perfect timing. And, and um, my, my graduation cap from North Texas actually said on the top of it, it said, grad today, dad tomorrow. All right. So I was so pumped about being a dad. And then we went to the hospital and she had the baby. And that night Chisholm was laying there and I was like, oh my gosh, what just happened? this thing comes home with us, right? And what, what's that smell? What, I mean, there were so many different, <laughs> which, Sterling, the smells never go away. Just gonna go ahead and let you know, okay? Um, all of a sudden, there was this realization, I mean, the pregnancy I, on the dad's side, man, I could get in trouble. Kath, love me, okay? On the dad's side, the pregnancy was fun, right? Because everybody's excited and we get to tell people we're going to have a baby and it's all awesome. And Kathy's miserable and she's dealing with that. But I was having fun. It was cool. All of a sudden the baby's here and it's like, oh wait, what? This isn't fun. This isn't what I thought it was going to be. But it's because life had completely changed. But guys, I can can still tell you, I remember looking in that hospital room at Chiz laying there on that little deal and just being like, I don't know what's ahead, but let's go. Because I was ready for whatever change this meant. I, I'm, we lived in a little bitty apartment. We didn't have much room. And I was like, we will just make room. We will figure this out because this is awesome, right? And then we get home and we start dealing with life and he's keeping us up and, and all of those things. And it just didn't matter, right? And I'm just loving, the, I dropped him a couple of times and he was fine. And so it was like, <laughs> these, these are like bouncy. These are awesome, right? And so... So I'm dealing, Kathy and I are dealing, we're balancing back and forth and, and we're realizing that our lives have completely changed. But guys, let me tell you what, we didn't care. And I think when you experience true love and that change comes in your life, you just don't care because there's something about the truth of love and of love that comes from Christ that you don't, you're not even worried about it. Perfect love removes all fear, okay? So she, it says up in the passage that she was, she was confused and she was disturbed. Many of the passages say she was fearful. And that's why the angel says, Mary, do not be afraid, right? So that just a couple of verses later, all of a sudden she's saying, yep, go for it, do, do that. Like I, I, when I read that now, I go, what happened to that fearful moment? I mean, just guys, we, we always have these touched by an angel moments. Anybody remember that TV show? Am I really? John, I need to be the senior adult pastor. Um, <laughs> The, the touch by an angel moment where, the, where she revealed her, she would reveal herself as an angel and there's this glow and all of this stuff that was, that was out there. Let's just get past the fear of that. If you're standing there talking to somebody and suddenly it's Gabriel and he's speaking all of this, but then he starts telling you how your life is about to change. And even though you're a virgin and you're so young, you're gonna have a baby that's gonna change the world and nobody is gonna be the same after. Imagine the fear that starts being built up in that, right? But by the end of it, she's saying, I don't, I, don't care about the, I don't care about that. Let's do this. 
And that's because just like we learn about in 1 John, it says perfect love casts out fear because love has nothing to do with fear. Guys, can I tell you, if you're in a relationship of any kind whatsoever, a little sidebar, and you would say you're in love, but there's fear, you're not in love. Because this says that love casts away fear, right? So we've had Chisholm, uh, which, uh, which was awesome. And for a couple of years, it's just him and Kathy and I, and I am... I'm just, I'm, I'm just kind of cocky sometimes. I'm one of the best dads ever at that point, right? And Kathy comes to me and she says, we're pregnant. And I'm like, all right, let's do this. I've already proven I got this thing figured out, right? And so then we go a few months into it and we, we actually find out with the second one. She said, and they come and they say, hey, congratulations, you're gonna have a girl. I was like, wait, nope. That's the, uh, I, I can do the boy because I drop him and he bounces. I don't know that girls bounce and, and I don't know about girls because I didn't grow up with girls at all. And, and so suddenly I can tell you honestly, there was a season when before our daughter Glendy was born that, that there was definitely fear. It's like, I don't, know that, I don't know that I could be the dad of a daughter. I don't, I don't know what that looks like. And I still remember the night that, that Glendy was born and that we're there in this hospital and she just was this, completely bald-headed, beautiful little thing, just sitting there smiling. And, and uh, I thought she was smiling. She probably had gas, but she was, she was looking at me. And, and all of a sudden, I just went, you know what? We're going to figure this thing out. And all the fear, it, it, I mean, it comes back from time to time. Sterling, the fear comes back from time to time, okay? Over the years, especially teenage girls. We'll talk about that in like 14 years. Um, but there's this season, that there was this moment, there was a season there where I just went, it's all gone because look at this little thing, right? And it's this love that God had placed in, in, in me and in Kathy and our desire to be parents and to move in that we went, you know what? I don't know what the future holds for us. I don't know how we're going to do this. I don't, I don't know how we're going to take care of these things. I don't know how I'm going to be as the dad of a daughter, but I'm not going to be afraid of it. I'm going to move forward because the love that God has placed in me is what I need to share with my kids. That's exactly what God did with each one of us. He comes into each one of our lives and he says, you know what, I want to remove all fear. I want you to have confidence in who I am and what I have for you. So stop being afraid of what life has before you. So when we get to this season of the year and we're looking at Advent and we're talking about the arrival of Christ and that he's coming and continuing to focus on him being here with us, guys, he cannot be here with us and fear be with us as well. It's one or the other. And so what I would encourage you to do is to really soak in the love of God that he has for you this morning. And wherever there may be fearful things, and, and let, me, let me just clarify with fear. It's not always, um, uh, it, it can also be defined as worry, right? Because if you get to the very root of it, worry is really fear. It's your fear of being able to control something that you want to control. That's kind of what worry is for us. And so what God wants to do is he wants to say, listen, why, why don't you just soak in my love? Why don't you bask in my love? Let me get rid of all the rest of that and I'll take care of life. And that's what he does with Mary. He says, listen, don't be afraid because the thing that's about to happen is gonna be amazing and it's gonna bring love to the entire world in an amazing way, right? Third thing, last one. There is power in true love. Right? When we look at this, Mary says, okay, listen, you said that about having a baby. I'm not sure how that works. And, and I want to read this because I think this is such a powerful verse. Verse 35, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Okay, let's not miss that. The Holy Spirit, which we haven't heard about the Holy Spirit yet. 
You realize that? We're, we're at the beginning of this. And really, later on, when we, when we get, and Jesus is talking to his disciples, and he says, um, listen, I'm about to leave, and I'm going to leave somebody with you, and he is going to guide you and be your counselor. There's the presence of the Holy Spirit there. And there were references in Old Testament to the Spirit of God, but all of a sudden, Mary is the first one who got to have a sense of the power and presence of the Holy Spirit in her life. I can't help but think that that's probably why her next statement is, go for it right? And so the power of the Holy Spirit will come over you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. I want you guys to get this because Kathy and I, we, we get to do some really cool traveling and stuff and we've been to a, a number of different countries and, and one thing we see is a, a huge push towards the deification of Mary, that there's something special about her. There's something that was unique. And there's no doubt she gave birth to the Son of God. That's, that's special, but let me, let me make sure you see this the power of the Most High overshadowed her. The power for her to have the the Son of God came because of the Most High overshadowing her, not because of her at all, right? God looked at her and said, you're gonna be a beautiful mother to my son. And that's about where where it stopped, right? And so when we experience true love, guys, there's power in that. Did you know this? This is what I think is so, and for the Advent season, if you get nothing else this morning, get this, the power that overshadowed Mary in that moment is available to every one of us in this room still today. This was not a Bible thing, right? That's a life thing for all of us, right? So, so here we go. I've, I've, Figured out I'm a pretty good dad to a boy. I figure out that I do okay with being a dad to a girl. And Kathy and I, we got the one-on-one going. So we're, we're, we're in, you know, single man coverage. We got the, the life going. And all of a sudden she comes years later and she says, um, I'm pregnant. And I'm like, bring it on. Boy, girl, that's, that's the only options. I've proven I can do both of them, right? And so I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping there's not a third nobody's ever told me about. So um, Sterling, there's just two. Um, so... But here's this thing that, and people started saying this to us, and it made me so angry when they would say this. Well, it's different when you're outnumbered, right? And so that's that's what they'd say. Oh, we're so excited for y'all, Mark. You realize it's different when you're outnumbered. I'm like, that's just not nice to say to me because I want to be excited that I'm going to have a child. And so not only do we have a, a third child, a little boy, but we have a Josiah, okay? And you hear his brother laughing because he knows what that means. Um, a, a strong, strong-willed, independent child. And, and suddenly we got Chisholm running here and Glindy is, well, usually, honestly, Glindy was right there trying to figure out how she could help. And then you got Josiah who's doing his own thing. And I'm, Kathy and I had these moments where we're like, okay, what in the world? How do we do this? And I can tell you right now, as a dad of a 24, 21, and 17-year-old, it is only by the power of God. <laughs> that we were able to do what we did, right? The love that God has allowed our family to share with, the, with, the, with the, Kathy and I and the three of us, guys, it only comes from God. If you're in a relationship, even, even in your marriage, and you're trying to muster through the love for one another, you ever seen these movies, these really dumb movies where they're like, I just believe you'll love me someday. Really, what, where does that work, Right? If you don't have a love that's rooted in, in the truth that comes from God, you can't just make it happen. I think that's where a lot of people in our world are really struggling today. They're, they're trying to make love happen, and they think it comes in all these different ways. And the thing is, they've blocked out the truth source of all love, and they don't understand why they can't just get it, right? 
But I can tell you with our, with, with our family, with the experience that we've gotten to have, as we've gone and, and gotten to do really cool things, guys, there's only one way that we have the power to do it, and that is through the love that God gives each one of us. There is nothing about me. There's nothing about my family. There's nothing about... Uh, it is all 100% what God does in and through us. And that same power is yours. It's there for you. I've met so many people, they get to the Christmas season and they just say, I just want to get through this. Don't just get through it. Soak in the love of God and let the power that he has for you fuel you at this season. This is, that's why we have it. So many people go, Easter is so significant to the Christian faith because without the resurrection, there's not salvation. Well, let me tell you what, without Christmas, there's no Easter. We need to be owning this and just valuing and raise, just exalting God for the love that he has poured out on every single one of us that gets rid of all fear, that has changed everything, and that allows us to truly know what love is, right? Let's take it a step further. A few years ago, God suddenly says, hey, um, you've got three kids, and um, you've barely made it with that, so we've decided, I've decided to um, put you in a whole different direction, and we're going to, I want you and Kathy to work with thousands of kids. We want to, we want to, we want to introduce you to an area where you can go, and, and you know what, I'll tell you this, when I began working and, and really diving into missions, because that's just so much my family's heart, and whether, again, whether that's local or, or relational or international, whatever that may be, that, that is so much our heart that I can tell you a few years ago when we began really working in the ministry that we get to be a part of and working with children, there wasn't even a hesitation. It was like, okay, God, whatever you want to do. And you know what's cool about that is that we get to go to these really cool places and we get to see these kids and we get to bring to them the truth of the love of Christ that, that they don't, some places they don't even know that that exists. And we get to come in and we get to see that and we get to see that transformation. We get to build those relationships. And again, it is about life change. It's about taking fear out of their lives and then leaving them with the power of God that comes only through his love. How cool is that? Right? That's, and, that's, and, and I want to make sure I say this again. That's not a thing with us. That's a thing for us. I can't even imagine what would happen here at Declaration if everybody really grabbed a hold of this idea that God's power is available to us and went out to these homes that surround us and just went after it. If an angel showed up here this morning and said, listen, I'm going to use this church to bring the gospel to 65,000 homes in this area, I would want us to be so full of the Spirit and His power that we go, everything that you've said, let it happen. That's what we desire in this season. So we want to make sure that while we focus on his arrival and on Advent, we want to make sure that we don't just keep it into us and go, hey, let's have a really good Christmas season for us. Let's make sure that we have our eyes wide open and we're looking at what did the arrival of Christ and his love mean to us, but what can we do with that for those who don't know yet? And so that's where, that's where we're moving as we continue moving forward through this Advent season. And I want to tell you this. There may be some of you here that you've, you've got questions and you've, you've thought through these things before. And you, and you go, I, I know the stories of Christ. I, I know the story about Jesus. And I know about the, uh, all, all these things. But you, maybe you, you grew up in an environment where you just couldn't ask questions. And so you, you kind of believe, but you are afraid to ask. And can, can I just encourage you this season, this time, this year, okay, ask, seek out. If you're going, I, I, I think that I know 
Christ, I think I'm a believer, but I just don't understand this part. Guys, our environment here at Declaration is one that says, say what you need to say, ask what you need to ask, because we want you to experience the power and love of Christ without any fear, without any condemnation, without anything. And so if that's you this morning, we're going to have some prayer partners that are going to get up and they're going to be in the back of the room. And they're going to be there for a couple of reasons. One is if you've got something that you're going, I just really need prayer uh, through this season or something's going on in your life that you would like to go to them and be able to ask them to pray for you this morning, they're there. If you've got questions about faith and, and you want to just say, man, just see if they can answer it. Throw something hard at them. See what they do with that, okay? Ask, ask some questions or just ask them to pray as you're trying to grab a hold of this idea that you're not supposed to be living in fear, but somehow it's still there. Maybe you don't understand how the power of God really can be a part of your life, and you just want them to pray that you would be able to sense and see what that is, right? And so they're going to be in the back of the room. Um, another thing, and I want to encourage you with this, one thing we don't do very often with our prayer partners is if you've got something really awesome, something that God's done in your life in the last week or two, and you're going, I just need to celebrate with somebody. I just want to share the awesomeness of what God has done in my life. Go share that with them and let them pray and let's rejoice together. seems like a lot of time when we talk about prayer, it's always kind of a negative thing or at least a down thing. Hey, if you're hurting or struggling, go pray. How about we, do, we also do that and go, I just got to celebrate with somebody else who understands what God's done in my life. Fair enough? All right. Last thing, as the band starts heading up this way, we're going to ask, we're going to take communion this morning, and we're going to have a couple of people around this morning. So as you feel led during our, our end time of worship, if you want to come and be led, then, then uh, if you want to take communion, we're going to remind you that this baby that we've been talking about this morning that brought love also grew up, and his body was completely broken so that we could know the truth of his love and his hope and his power and his grace. And that's what this represents this morning. And his blood was shed so that every single one of us who believing in him would be able to confess his name and know that there is life more abundant and clear, as John tells us, right? So we're gonna invite you to come up and, and take communion. But what we wanna do is, is, you know what, this final time of worship that we get to have, just own this for yourself. Don't feel like you gotta stand and, and this is your time. And so, Sing the song or don't sing the song. Stand up or don't stand up. Whatever you want to do, but take this moment to really reflect and, and just praise God and soak in the love that he has brought through his son during this Advent season. All right, let me pray. Father, thank you so much for just the beauty of your love and your grace and your truth God, thank you that fear no longer exists. You have removed the power of fear and death. Thank you, God, that you have changed everything. For all of us that, that have lived in, that live in this world and think that there just is nothing but what just keeps going, thank you that your son changed it all. Jesus, we thank you that there is power in knowing you. And I pray for everyone in this room, God, that that power would be known fully by every single person and that then you would use us in great ways by that power to bring glory to your name, to our families, to our friends, to the communities that we're around and into this church. God, we love you. And all we can do this morning is just worship and lift you up and say thank you for the gift of Jesus. And it's in your name we pray, amen. Thanks for listening to the Declaration Church Podcast. We pray many blessings over you and your journey as you declare him to the nations. 
For more podcasts I'm and teachings, visit declaration.org slash podcast.